Amen. You talk about the right perspective to know that even though we're in the storm, just beneath the waves, His hand is holding us. Nothing can happen to us outside of the perfect will of God. The only thing I control is my response to the happenings of life. Having a right perspective helps me knowing Bible truths. Take your Bibles, if you will, and go to the book of Luke in chapter 12. Luke in chapter 12, and we're going to begin in verse number 22. Luke chapter 12 and verse number 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. Now the phrase, take no thought, means not to be overtaken in thought or not to be filled with anxiety. Uh, don't have the feeling that there is no hope. Uh, don't have the feeling that uh, uh, there is no answer. He says, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Verse number 25 and which of you with uh, and which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit if ye then be not able to do that which is least why take ye thought for the rest now look at that verse if ye then not be able to uh, do the thing which is least why take ye thought for the rest Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to see ourselves in your arms. Perhaps there are storms raging around us. Perhaps we feel the wind of storms blowing. Lord, may our focus tonight go beyond the circumstances around us to the God that is in control. Perspective is so important. How we see life. I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit. Help me as I preach. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm teaching this semester my college church education class about the choosing of the disciples, how the Lord Jesus chose each of them and how he trained those men. I have enjoyed the very practical activities and dialogue that took place between the Lord Jesus and his disciples as are recorded in the Word of God. This is one of those examples where he says in verse number 22, and he said unto his disciples. 
some of my favorite conversations in the Bible, some of my most learning experiences from the Bible come from the conversation between the Lord Jesus and his disciples. Often they would reason back and forth. Often they would ask questions. Sometimes those questions, intelligent ones, sometimes not so intelligent. They would ask for explanations about things that Jesus said. Sometimes they would miss a miracle that was so big and so amazing and yet they made not a comment or a word about it. It's interesting to read of that relationship between Jesus and his disciples. As I go through those illustrations and stories, I find that Jesus was very patient with his disciples and I'm grateful for his patience with us. We find that Jesus was very practical with his disciples. He used the illustrations that were very simple and very understandable. And I appreciate also the fact that the Bible is a very practical book. But Jesus was also very principled with them. He did not give them a response that was based in emotion, a feeling that would change by the day, but a principle that was steadfast for the rest of their life and ministry. Every conversation of life, though it was on a simple subject, became a life principle that they could live by. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus is teaching on perspective in life or how to value the various things or possessions in life and as those compare to things that are spiritual. He would often get their attention by comparing something that was big and yet temporal to something that was small and yet eternal. May I say tonight, Jesus was teaching them again and again, we need to be reminded of the fact spiritual is more important than carnal. Spiritual is more important than physical. Spiritual is more important than emotional. Spiritual has more value. Spiritual is more lasting. Now folks, hear me well. You and I are going to be driven by fear of circumstances if we fill our minds with all of the perspectives of the various news people and we leave out the perspective of the Word of God from what we see going on in our world. Jesus talked to the disciples about perspective. He told them there are some things that you want to invest in, whereas you do not want to invest in the other things. Let me make a statement that's important for our understanding. Value must be taught in life to have proper perspectives. Value. What is the value of a thing? What is the value of an activity? What is the value of a purpose? What is the value of a character trait? We must learn the value of things in order to have a proper perspective. For example, a little child will sometimes choose a shiny penny over a $20 bill because the shininess of the penny is more attractive 
than just the plain green paper of the $20 bill. Now, if we, and, 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 and we'll, we'll see that happen. They'll take the penny rather than $20 bills. Well, oh, no, no, wait a minute. What kind of child have you got there? You need to teach them value. You need to show them uh, what has value and what doesn't. That's exactly what Jesus is teaching here. He's saying a shiny penny, though it may get your attention, is not as valuable as a $20 bill. Uh, we've all seen this or experienced it. We've given a child a present, uh, whether it's a birthday or Christmas time, and, and a little child especially, and uh, they go through the paper and all of that, and uh, they get more occupied with the paper and the box than they do the toy that, it's, uh, that, that was packaged in the box. And they'll ignore the toy because of the paper, whether it's the color or the tearing or, or the excitement of it, gets their attention. Jesus is saying here, it's important that value is taught for us to have a proper perspective. May I say that the Bible is the best appraisal book in all the world. A humorous story that my dad used to tell, and I've told it often. Uh, there was a man that folks uh, made fun of and they laughed at in a particular town because he was uh, not so smart. And uh, they'd laugh at him and they would say, go over there and offer him a nickel in one hand and a dime in the other hand or a nickel in one hand and a quarter in the other hand and watch that old dummy and see which one he takes. So they'd go over there and they'd have a nickel in one hand, a quarter in the other. And every time he would take that nickel, they would laugh and laugh. Then they would have somebody else to do it, a nickel or a dime. He'd take that nickel every time. And uh, they just laughed and they made fun of him. Finally, uh, one day a fellow uh, felt sorry for him and he told him, he said, hey, everybody in town's laughing at you uh, because you always take the nickel rather than the dime or the nickel rather than the quarter. Uh, you need to understand that the dime is worth more than the nickel and the quarter is worth five times what the nickel is. And the fellow said, yeah. But he said, if I do that, they'll quit making the offer. You see, he wasn't as dumb as they thought, and the joke was actually on them. You see the difference in perspective. Some had the perspective, he's a dummy that you can get a laugh out of, and he thought, they're the dummies that I can get nickels out of. Now, Jesus uses something very simple and something very practical in this passage of, of Scripture, teaching uh, uh, the disciples that following Him in spiritual work is more valuable than anything that they had lived for before they were converted and before they followed Christ. Notice what He said. First of all, He tells them the life is more than meat. He's saying your life is worth more than just living for food or living for meat. Now that sounds to us a very simple and an understood statement. But some live only for the satisfaction of the flesh and have never even considered there's a higher purpose, there's a higher reason to live than just to live and work 
to feed my flesh or to feed my family. Jesus was telling them, fellas, I understand that you have left your profession to follow me, but I want you to understand something. Life is more than meat. Don't just live to feed yourself, to exist, but live for life's purpose. Most of all, live for a spiritual reason that's far more valuable, that's far more lasting than those that just live for themselves. Some years ago, I imagine it was 15 years ago, I preached out west in what is referred to as the Four Corner Region. Four states come together and there are Indian reservations there. And as I preached for uh, the Indian pastor there, he told me the greatest problem that we have here is not only a welfare mentality, but alcoholism. And he said it's sad and it seems like that the folks figure out how much alcohol they can buy, buy enough food to survive on, and they, they get a check every month from the government. And he said the most difficult thing I live with is they're satisfied to live just to eat a bit and to stay drunk. I remember after preaching on Monday night on the Tuesday morning, we went to town and I had never seen the effects of alcohol so obvious in a town. I'd never seen such a hold of, of a welfare mentality and folks were just living for another bottle of alcohol, something that would take their life earlier. They'd never learned that there's a purpose for living and that purpose for living is not to uh, work to get alcohol or even uh, be a part of a welfare system to get alcohol. And how sad it is, that's what Jesus is teaching. Don't just live so you can eat Live with a spiritual mentality. Live in the will of God and that's worth far more than living just to eat. Now, there are those tonight that are watching me. Uh, there are those that are in our city. Uh, you're far away from a welfare mentality. In fact, you, are, uh, you, you despise the thought and the behavior of government control and yet the truth is, while you're not a part of the welfare society uh, and you do work hard and you provide for your family, many think only of what they themselves are going to receive. Food or things that rust and go away. I ask you tonight, what are you and I doing that will last for eternity? What are you and I doing that is on a spiritual plane, above just eating, above just living? Jesus said to them, we need to understand value in life so we can have a proper perspective in life. Jesus is saying, Fella, fellas, a shiny penny may look attractive, but it doesn't have the value as a drab green $20 bill. That's what Jesus is saying. He's telling his disciples, men who had left all to follow him, not to look back and uh, that they should not go back to living for self and, and uh, that uh, following him and serving him is more important than anything in life. And may I state very plainly, the will of God is more important than living for self. I'll say it again, the will of God is more important than living for 
for self. The Lord Jesus had proven this very perspective in life. If we read Matthew 4 and Luke chapter 4, those first 10 to 15 verses are the same story from a different perspective, but they tell the story of Jesus before he begins his earthly ministry. He spends 40 days in prayer and fasting in the wilderness. I won't go into the detail of the story, but after Jesus had come to the place of being very hungry, the devil comes to him and he tempts him by saying, uh, uh, turn these stones into bread. Now think about that. He had not gone a day. He had not gone two days. He had gone several days and Jesus was physically hungry. The devil tempted him to do something very simple. If he could speak and create a mountain and speak and create the trees and the birds to fly in the air and the fish to swim in the sea, certainly at his command, he could turn a stone into bread. If he could cause water to come from a rock and manna to fall from the sky, he he could have turned a stone into bread. But you know what Jesus was saying? There's a perspective here. I want to set as an example. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. And what he was saying, the things that I'm doing here in my prayer and fasting, they have more value than eating bread that satisfies the flesh. Jesus was not just telling them some cute uh, quote or statement. Uh, Jesus was not making a meme uh, for social media or Pinterest. Uh, Jesus was saying, fellas, I'm telling you, you need to learn that there's some things that are more valuable than the things that most people live for. And he had lived out that example as he was in the wilderness in those days of prayer and fasting. His time of prayer and fasting was valuable to him. He knew that the outcome of his prayer and fasting, uh, uh, he knew what it would be, and he deemed it more valuable than turning a stone into bread. By the way, the disciples would live from the blessings of those 40 days of prayer and fasting as the Father responded to those and He blessed them because of that time in prayer. May I say plainly as God's people, we need to understand the value of spiritual things. We need to see the value of spiritual perspective. We need to understand that serving Christ is a very important behavior. We need to understand that singing praise to Him is not a waste of time. Witnessing and telling others of the wonderful grace of Jesus is not just an exercise uh, to obey a command uh, to rid ourselves of some guilt, but it is a behavior that's spiritual. It is a behavior that's eternal. It is a behavior that gets the attention of the Father, and it has great value. I'm thankful for my family that's been singing in the time that they spend in preparation and singing. Serving God is important. Serving the Lord Jesus is important. Uh, our uh, men that are taking care of security, oftentimes uh, we pray before the services, 
prayer is important. The truths that are taught and preached from the Word of God, I may not be entertaining. You may not be laughing or waiting for the next punchline or waiting for the next uh, uh, story uh, line in the sermon. And you may be able to finish the sermon yourself, but I'm saying tonight, what we're hearing is so valuable. It's so important. And what's sad is many folks will watch hour upon hour of the news and spend very little time in the Word of God, very little time getting a spiritual perspective. And I fear that the devil controls our mind. He controls our thinking. Jesus said, fellas, life is more than meat. We may not can feel personal gratification from everything we do in serving God like you would feel personal gratification in doing something that pleases the flesh. But we need to pay attention to see this may not have value now, but it will have value in the future. Notice we need a proper perspective in life. We need to understand the value of spiritual things in life. I believe one of the things that we've experienced in our nation in recent days is the value of family. Now, I've enjoyed, I haven't been home like I've been home in the last month. I haven't been home like this in 20 years. Oftentimes in my traveling, I'll go for a long period of time and have one evening at home during a week. Oftentimes, in fact, most every week I travel and I'm gone on Monday night and Tuesday night here at the church on Wednesday. And of course, we serve together as a family, but then uh, just, just, just schedule is so busy. Learn the value of time. My wife had a delicious lunch today and I've enjoyed eating meals at home, oftentimes uh, breakfast and supper, and even uh, coming home for a, uh, a quick lunch. I've enjoyed that. She made a meal today of roast beef, mashed potatoes, and gravy, and uh, everything that went with it. And I said to my family, this takes me back to being uh, a boy uh, growing up and because this is a meal that we had every Sunday. And uh, just, just, just time has just slowed down. There's not as much pressure of another activity and another event and another place to go. We've learned the value of family. And I trust that we won't lose that. I know that our schedules will get busy again, but perhaps there are things that we're spending time on that's not as important as family. Things that we're spending time on that's not as important as prayer. I've enjoyed so much listening and reading more of the Word of God. It's amazing how perspective and circumstances help us to take a similar passage of Scripture and see it yet differently again than we'd seen it before. Passages of Scripture that I heard preached as a boy, as a teenager, as a young man are different now as an older man and looking at those coming behind me in generations and realizing I need to live that. I need to exemplify that in my life. I've often used for illustration purpose for perspective of money and life, the value of money and the value of life. The example of a man by the name of George Soros. Now, we won't talk about what kind of life he lives, but, but, but just as an example, I've often said in a classroom setting and 
I think I have 70 preacher boys that are in my class uh, at the college. And of course, we're uh, doing online classes now. But in teaching perspective, teaching things that value in life, I've said now, George Soros, he's worth about six to eight billion dollars. I read recently that he has given away some $32 billion. $38 billion for one man. And I've asked how many would like to trade money with George Soros. You'd like to give him your bank account, but you have plenty of checks left, and you take his bank account. His job is to manage his money. Of course, everybody says, well, sure, I'd like to be a billionaire. Sure, I'd like to trade money with him. But then I said, but if you get his money, you also have to trade age with him. Would you trade being 20 years old to this fall, he will be 90 years old. Would you trade being 20 years old for being 90 years old if you could become a billionaire? And they begin to think. They take their hands down and say, no, I think I'll... I think I'll just live my life. You know why? Life has more value than money. But oftentimes we live for things that perish. Jesus is teaching them, fellows, learn value. Learn real value. <clears throat> and choose wisely. Life has more value than meat. Reading the Word of God gives value to things valuable. Praying, praying in the will of God helps us to understand proper value and perspective in life. Listening to adults, adults who have experienced whether it was success or failure, when they say, son, I wouldn't do that. Son, that was the best investment I made. And to listen to them gives us value and perspective. I told this story in Sunday school uh, college student complained about the length and difficulty of the course of study that he was enrolled in. He asked the president of the college if there was a shorter course of study that he could take so he could hurry up and get finished with college. The college president responded, it's according to what you want to make of your life. He then said, it takes about a hundred years to make a mighty oak tree but it takes just about three months to produce a squash. What do you want to be in life? Do you want to be something that's just there, beautiful, but gone quickly? Or do you want to be something that stands strong and firm? Something that can continue to live in a different form? Oh, listen to me. That's what Jesus is saying. Let me ask you a question. As we've gone through these weeks of thinking and pondering all that's going on, what is your perspective in life? I'm not talking about conservative or liberal. I'm talking about spiritual. Jesus gives another that's very similar. He said the body is more than raiment. The body has more value than raiment. Jesus is telling his disciples your body has more value than the clothes that you cover it with. Live for the soul is what he is saying. Live 
for what's real rather than what you want to make the body look like. You've heard the statement, perception is reality. You've heard folks say, you know, uh, you want to look sharp, you want to be sharp, you want to be impressive. The truth is, I want to be a person that's genuine in my relationship with God, growing in grace, growing in character. What I look like in perception is not as important as who I am. What's your perception in life? Do you care as much about who you really are as what people think you are? That's the message that Jesus was giving to his disciples. The book of James gives us perspective and patience and perspective, uh, and perspective in our work. You see, patience, as James teaches us, is doing right and then waiting for the reward of right. And he teaches Christians that sometimes our doing right is not always quickly rewarded. In fact, he said some of our obedience to Christ will not be rewarded until we get to heaven. But patience says, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to give my life to what's right. And when I stand before God and hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It was worth making the sacrifice and the decision to live for him. Too many sacrifice life for convenience, for wanting what they want and wanting it now. But the Bible says, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, and he uses the farmer for example, he said, The husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Oh, listen to me tonight. Perspective changes everything in life. How do we see life today? I made this statement early on, what we're going through right now. And I said, as folks were asking me, what do you think God's doing? I tried to answer that with guesses and all the different things that I knew. And then I realized God's not doing something. God's doing a million things. God cares about the children in Italy. God cares about those who have never heard his name in China. God cares about those in Spain. God, God cares. God is a big God. He loves and he's working in everybody's life. You see, and it's not just what God's doing. That, that, would, be a, that, that, that would be limiting God to a small God. He's doing so many things. And I settled on this. God... What do you want to do in my life? That's what's important for you. Lord, I want to see life. I want to see ministry. I want to see work through your perspective. I want to say tonight, those of you that are college students, and there are quite a few college students that are watching the service tonight, you're making decisions right now of life. Make sure you value the will of God with a very high value. Don't sacrifice the will of God for a relationship that may not be 
in the will of God. Don't sacrifice the will of God for a place of work that may not be in the will of God. Now think about it. I've seen young people want to get a car, want to have their own place, and they sacrifice the will of God and go take a job that they can get and they forfeit a career or they forfeit a life that, is, that, that, that has great potential just to have something right now. Can I tell you who you are is more important than what people think you are. Do you know it's better to have your debts paid and to be in the will of God and for folks to think that maybe you're not very smart? Honestly, I'd rather be the fellow that they laugh at and say, he'll take a nickel over a quarter every time than the fellow just doing something to give away a nickel for another laugh. You see, perspective. Value the will of God. Value the will of God in your dating. Value the will of God in your places of employment. Value the will of God in how you'll finish this semester. Value the will of God in your decision of careers for life. Value the will of God for the summertime. Let the Word of God show you the things that are valuable and that are eternal. And don't trade those things for something that's temporary that you have to pay for a long time. High school graduates, make spiritual decisions. You're coming to the end of the school year. Just another month of schoolwork and your course of study for high school will be finished. Can I tell you, the devil's going to offer you a lot of shiny pennies between now and your decision or your commitment to your decision to do the will of God. Now there are many, many, many young people in our church and, and, and I'm thankful for the many that seek the will of God. And don't, don't think that every, everybody's supposed to be a preacher to be, be in the will of God. I'm not, not thinking that at all. I'm thinking of young ladies and young men. I talked to several yesterday talking about teaching and investing their lives in teaching. And one of the things about a teacher, it's not the most lucrative career, but it is a life of investing that your life lives on forever and ever into the next generations. I'm just saying, put the will of God in perspective. Married folk, folks my age, my wife and I, let's keep God's will first in our life. Let, let's not trade the will of God. Let's not leave the will of God. Let's not, as we begin to feel and experience the reality of age, to say, well, I'm going to let somebody else take my job. Oh, no. We need examples to stay on the firing line. We need to make sure that our perspective is not pulled away by the things that we see in this world. I don't want to trade a $20 bill for a penny. Oh, no. What I want to do is to be sure I know and do the will of God. Could I ask you to bow your head just for a moment in your home, wherever you are in your living room or kitchen, whatever the case may be. What is your perspective in life? You don't want to have the attitude that says, I can't get away, I can't wait to get away from the authority of my parents. The child that's right with God appreciates the authority of their parents because that authority changes to personal character and responsibility. The authority of others such as an employer 
and other situations like that. Perspective. What is our perspective in life? As she plays on the invitation song tonight, would you decide I'm going to yield to God's will for my life? I'm going to look at life understanding while it is so big and vast I don't understand it all. But one thing I understand, it is all in God's hands. It's all in the hand of an almighty God. I can go to bed at night and I can rest in peace and assurance knowing that God's in control. Perhaps sometime in the near future I'll preach a message on prophecy and what the Bible says is going to happen in end times. And what we see happening in our nation and in our world is exactly as God would describe in the Word of God as we will come to a one world government, we'll come to a one world church. That will take place. There will be an antichrist to take the place or to offer to take the place of Christ. He'll offer peace, safety, prosperity to everyone. Folks will follow easily and quickly. Oh, but understand, God's in control of all of that. Prophecy, it doesn't frighten me, it excites me because God is in control. Perspective. How do you see life? I pray that we see it through the eyes and the will of God. Heavenly Father, I pray that tonight's message will be received in the youngest mind of understanding to the oldest. Lord, so many times we get distracted. Sometimes it's by something shiny. Sometimes it's by something that is frightening. Lord, help us to stay focused on your will. Thank you for the word of God that helps us in that. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the encouragement and influence of others that are just ahead of us in this journey of life. Help us, Lord, to know that you want us to be happy in life. You want us to have joy in life. And that can only be found and experienced in your will. I pray that you'd bless our people this week. I pray that you would meet their needs. I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort and strength. Help them, Lord, as they enjoy life this week to enjoy it in your will. Keep us safe, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. I'll be back with you on Wednesday night for the Wednesday evening Bible study. Until that time, let's stay in the will of God. Let's do our best to serve Him at every opportunity. Good night.